Welcome to the Dig In Travel Podcast, where travel and other digital professionals level up their marketing skills by listening to the top industry experts. And now here's your host, Istok Franco, founder of DigInTravel.com, your number one resource for travel, digital, e-commerce, and marketing. Six months ago, an airline chief executive officer made a bold prediction about his airline digital future. The prediction was so bold that even at that time, when airline industry and travel demand were at the peak, I raised my eyebrows and thought, boy, this is bold. Now you'll ask, why am I telling you this? And what was the prediction? Hang on with me for a minute. What I can tell you now is that this prediction is a great reminder of how things changed. Current crisis airlines are facing will make us rethink how we do a lot of things. And I really believe it's high time that we change how we do e-commerce, marketing, how we do user experience, how we develop digital products, and even physical products. We need to do it in a new, smarter way. Most of you know that in the last six months, I was doing a big airline digital research, where we surveyed 49 airlines. Part of the research was also talking to some of the best leaders to learn how we can be better at digital. And today, you can listen to the best quotes from these interviews. Think of it like a greatest hits episode. But I won't give you only quotes. What I'll try to do is, I'll put all these quotes from all the smart people I talked to in the context of our research that we just published, the 2020 Airline Digital Optimization Yearbook. Now, this yearbook was done to help airlines change, to do digital and marketing in a new, in a new way, to do smarter data-driven marketing. I'll try to explain you how this new way should look like by going through five key things I learned when doing this research and talking to all the experts. And hopefully, these five learnings will help you start looking at the things differently. Before we start with the first of the five learnings, one note, in case you missed our 2020 Airline Digital Yearbook, you can still download the research and join more than 1,000 airline and digital pros who already downloaded it in the first week. There is the link to the download in the episode's notes of this podcast. Now let's start with the first of my five learnings about airline digital future. My number one learning is that the airline industry will be much smaller going forward but to adapt the digital and the marketing part will have to be faster, more agile, and much more data-driven. Before we deep dive in the first learning, let me finally tell you about the CEO and his quote. The CEO I was talking about in the intro was Alan Joyce from Qantas. In late November last year, he said the airline Qantas will likely have more digital workers on the staff in the next decade than pilots or engineers. One can say that prediction didn't age well, but to be fair, nobody could predict this crisis. However, the quote is a good reminder of how we looked at things just a while ago. It was a time, remember, where airlines were doing digital hackathons, there was airline digital labs opening, and it seemed like a a week cannot go by with another airline proclaiming they will become a digital airline. Now, with the industry in turmoil, situation changed dramatically. 
Most of the airline investments are on hold and airlines like British Airways that estimated 30% downsizing staff, Ryanair with 15%, United Airlines at 30% are just a few to announce they will cut jobs due to a collapse in business because of the coronavirus pandemic. With limited staff and limited resources, airlines will not be able to solve digital problems like we did before. And it seemed before the way to solve problems were was to throw more people at the problems, to, so to hire more digital workforce. Now it seems we'll need to find more innovative, better, smarter way to solve these problems. One of the main things that I found in my digital research was that low-cost airlines are much more prepared, are much better prepared to do this in this new way with less resources and be more agile, innovative. And here is a quote from CDO of Vizair from our interview that can show you how they are thinking about this approach even before the, the current crisis. And I think under the visionary leadership of our, of our founder, CEO, Mr. Berardi, I think, you know, he's introduced a very uh, effective and I think innovative forcing function within our airline, which is essentially he does not let us hire people to do manual work that should be done through an automated <laughs> means. So this is sort of a forcing function. It can be quite painful at times as we continue to grow, right? And we continue to grow fast. But it really forces not just digital, but really the entire airline to think about how we can be more efficient, how we can be more effective. We don't throw people at problems. So it forces us to try to figure out more innovative ways to solve for that. You could hear Joel Goldberg, CEO of Wizzair, talk about efficiency and innovation. And we'll talk about both in the next learnings and we'll see how you can be more efficient with a data-driven scientific approach to digital marketing, e-commerce and digital product development. And we'll also see how this approach can actually kickstart or boost your innovation. But going back to my finding from the survey, when I told you that low-cost airlines came on top of our digital benchmarks, I think there is a connection between having a smaller digital teams that are more embedded, work more together. Then, on the other hand, what I see is a huge digital development teams, digital innovation teams with more traditional airlines before the crisis. But these teams were like a silo organization that work on their own goals and were not really embedded with what e-commerce or digital marketing was trying to do. So in our last learning, I think we can learn something about what kind of organization airlines can have in this smaller but more agile and more integrated approach uh, after the crisis. This brings us to our second learning, which is airlines cannot afford not to invest in digital anymore. So we still need to invest in the digital, of course, considering the situation and resources, but I think we should consider how we do invest, how we do evaluate special investment in technology and digital platforms. Here is airline and travel analyst Henry Hertewild talking about the challenge and why should airlines continue investing even in this current situation. It is 2020, and any airline that isn't investing where it needs to uh, in its digital future is cheating itself 
of its ongoing future. You know, I, I recognize that this crisis requires shared sacrifice across all departments. When when you see your demand fall by 90, 95, 97%, you have to cut everything. You're cutting capital expense, operating expense, headcount. So airlines cut back on IT, but we absolutely have to prioritize uh, investment in technology because that is going to be a critical way for how airlines bring the customer back and how the customer importantly wants to shop and buy their travel. And if, if an airline isn't offering a digital experience that is as good as, as convenient as, as intuitive as uh, third parties, it will lose to the third party, whether it's an online or offline third party. So the question is not, should we invest in digital? But I think, in my opinion, more how. I, don't th I think in the past, I saw a lot of airlines do these huge new platforms, uh, buying a lot of expensive digital platforms and digital technology, building in their technology stack. But a lot to me, it seems like look looking for this silver bullet solution, a big tech project that will solve their digital and digital marketing and e-commerce problems. We saw similar pattern in our survey, in our digital research. So when we ask airlines, what kind of digital analytics platforms they have, what kind of personalization tooling or platforms they have. We see that they're investing in these platforms, but then when we ask how we use them for marketing and e-commerce, we see that there is a gap. So I think we need to be smarter and really implement and use technology. We need experimentation and digital optimization. And this is where I will connect to our survey and our results and the experts that talk about it to basically understand our users and then use these platforms to be better at digital marketing and e-commerce. And I think the, the best example of this are probably personalization, machine learning, and artificial intelligence. These three, these are the most common buzzwords used in the airline digital space or digital marketing space, even technology space. And we expect them to solve all our problems. And there is a lot of talk about them, how airlines should use AI and personalization and things like that. But on the other hand, there is not a lot, or at least I don't see a lot of talk, how to do this in marketing, how to build your segments. And even more, if you identify, let's say 30 different segments in your data, how do you build 30 different messages? How you build your UX to be different for these 30 segments? How you build 30 different products? This is the real challenge, I think, that airline digital marketers should really think about and try to answer them. Maybe you will think I'm a data junkie or analytics junkie and I would always look at data, but I think it always starts with this, with data, understanding your users, and try first few experiments to see how different messages, different products, different experimentation work. And you can hear Ronnie Kohavi from Airbnb, vice president at Airbnb, and he had a tons of experience with personalization from Amazon, talk about how these two, so personalization, machine learning, AI on one hand, and experimentation on the other hand really goes together. But I do think it's also important to realize that, you know, personalization, while highly beneficial, 
is not going to result in, you know, sort of this, some, some of the high expectations that people have out there that this will increase your revenues by 50%. So one, you have to take a realistic view that, yeah, you're going to get, you know, 10, 15, 20% improvement from doing personalization, uh, but it takes a while to, to build it correctly. It takes a while to evolve it and come up with the right trade-offs again, to make sure that you show it at the right time and you don't know users and you are able to properly handle some of the cold start problems that happen on new products. The, the beauty of these two domains and why I'm, I'm sort of attracted to both is that personalization or any predictive model that you have to try to help users, you got to use controlled experiments because they're the best scientific method that we know today to evaluate whether what you're building is useful. And so these things, you know, these two go hand in hand. Um, I'll say even broader, it's not just personalizations. Any machine learning algorithm that you build to do something, the best way to evaluate, you know, iterations of the model is through controlled experiments. And we see that today as, as machine learning and AI are being used more and more in the industry. Obviously, people are starting to use controlled experiments more heavily to evaluate those models and to be able to launch the challenger to the current champion. It's, it's a good metaphor that I like. Whatever you have today that you've optimized is sort of the champion. And what you want to show is that my new model is challenging the champion and can perform better. This last quote from Ronnie brings us to my lesson number three, which is Airlines will need to do more with less when it comes to digital and digital marketing. To do so, I think the only answer is to do more with less is to do lean data-driven approach based on experimentation and user research. Now you'll ask me how this works. How can you do this? I'll give you one stat that Forbes published. Basically, what they stated was that companies who adopt data-driven marketing are six times more likely to be profitable. And in my opinion, Adopting the principles of digital optimization and experimentation is the best way to do this data-driven marketing that Forbes is uh, telling about. So to do more with less and be profitable in the long run. Now I could say you're talking about this digital optimization data-driven approach, but how does this work in practice? And I see, or maybe I can illustrate the value of this approach of digital optimization, conversion optim optimization, and then experimentation on two levels. First, what I call more tactical level, and where we talk about conversion optimization, is the impact that conversion optimization has on increasing your conversion rates. Because what I see in typical airline marketing, and not only airlines, also in other companies and industries that I work with, is that typical e-commerce and digital marketing budgets are still, 90% of that budgets are still focused on customer acquisition, more or less on advertising. And 10% is maybe focused on increasing the conversion or increasing the retention or increasing the average order. If you focus on conversion optimization, basically what you do with higher conversion rates, you reduce your customer acquisition cost. And by that, you already are doing more with less. All of a sudden, with a 20% higher conversion, your marketing campaigns, your customer acquisition costs will be lower. This is the impact of systematic approach to conversion and digital optimization on the tactical level. But what I think is where the real changes happen is when we talk about experimentation on strategic level. And this is where experimentation 
really enables your innovation. What we see in our digital survey and digital optimization research is that there are more and more airlines who start to understand the value of conversion optimization and are applying these principles on their websites. But what I think is really the next step that we need to take as an industry is to move these principles and apply these principles of experimentation and user research to real digital product innovation. Hence, even maybe physical product innovation. Here is Stefan Tonke, who is an authority and a Harvard business professor. He regularly writes about innovation and experimentation. Here he is talking about this shift from the, from the channel to the product. So, of course, so there's a lot of emphasis right now on conversion optimization, you know, websites and things like that. And, uh, but what's, what's happening now, which is really interesting, I think companies are now discovering that this is so powerful on sort of on the user interfaces. Why not actually use it on the products as well? You know, why not start using experiments on, at the product level, not just basically on the channel? I think that's the real power. I think the airlines need to realize that if you want to leverage the full power of this, you have to go beyond just thinking about conversions on your websites. Mm -hmm. You have to start thinking about products. Can you actually experiment sort of with the products that you offer to your customers? I think right now the airlines are facing a real test because of uh, COVID-19. Imagine you had this agile capability where you could kind of go out and have the same flexibility and you can kind of basically redo it like in an agile software development approach. Just imagine how powerful that yeah. would be if you had that capability. What Stefan is talking about is taking this experimentation that is quite easy to do on the websites with our websites and testing to management and product development. Because business experimentation brings the scientific method to management decision-making. If you make changes without running experiments, you're basically playing the lottery. On the other hand, here is Stefan's quote, if you do this right, how this can boost your innovation. Experiments allow you to be more innovative. It gives you the courage to be bold in your innovation as well because you have evidence to back you up. I really love this quote from Stefan because it's the nutshell of what this whole approach is about. It's about constant testing and learning. And the more you learn, the more you know your customers, the more you understand the trends in your data, the better you can optimize and develop the new solutions for the, your customer pain points and, for, and to address the friction points in your customer journey. If you have the infrastructure in place to do this, to measure and experiment, you know if your personalization works, how your digital campaign works, how your UX changes work, and the better you know, the better you build and more efficient you are. Going back to Joel quotes of the CDO of Vizair about efficiency and innovation. And here is another quote from him, how they're trying to do this in practice and not only on the channel level, like Stefan told, uh, talked about, but moving this to overall business on the product, on the overall airline business level. I would maybe mention one other thing, which is also maybe more related to people, because we talk a lot about technology, but I think the heart, you know, at the heart of every digital transformation is actually... Uh, 
um, people, right, in our, in our teams, not just in digital, but across the airline. And one of the things we're working on is working on ways of working that allow us to experiment and work in, you know, much smaller, uh, let's call it batch sizes or, or chunks of work and experiment in a way to really determine where is the impact, what does have impact, what will have impact on the, on the bottom line in the near term. So it's not just about technology. It's also about changing the way that we work, changing the way that we think, trying to take smaller bets, trying to create faster feedback loops so that we can actually be more cost effective in, in, in figuring out where we invest and where we don't. What Joel mentioned at the end is also one very important concept that I think everybody needs to have in mind is the concept of the risking ideas. Agile optimization and experimentation is the best method of the risking ideas. And we can all agree that right now airlines cannot take uncalculated risks. To work smarter, that we mentioned that we need to, to, to do more with less, we need to embed experimentation and the concept of the risking ideas. Joel talked about embedding experimentation in the whole airline and the whole the way that they do their business. But I think this change is not only about experimentation, it's also the change of mindset that I see that comes probably from the legacy IT implementations and technology implementation is the change of mindset from project to product. We need to think in more of digi building digital products than in terms of implementation of digital projects. And here is another CDO, Chief of Innovation and Digital at El Al Israel Airline, Shahar, who is talking about this change of mindset. We have to change the mindset of the organization from, okay, here's a project. Uh, let me give you a project. And that project has a beginning and an end and a budget, and by the way, the person responsible for it is a project manager. So how is a project manager being measured? Is measured on time and cost. You have to change the entire mindset into a product mindset. A product mindset is something that lives forever. You know, it's not like uh, Facebook has a project where they build the app and then they forget about it. It lives forever and it's constantly updating. And the product manager and the product managers in a mid organization are not being measured on time and cost. And obviously they are being measured on time and cost, but that's not their main KPI. They are being measured on value. So the mindset is to shift from, you know, okay, I need to make this project in the time frame to how do I deliver value? And that value can come from value proposition specifically, from customer experience, from time to market, from data. But, but that is the very, very big mental shift for the entire organization. This change of mindset that Shahar was talking about, so from project or process to product and to delivering value, I think is very important. And it's an area where currently airlines really struggle because a lot of airlines are huge organizations and through the years we started to focus on process and not on delivering value through our digital product. Airlines, as all other organizations, as they get larger, they started to value the importance of process over the product. And people who manage the processes are not the same 
people as the ones who created the product. And as a result, we get further and further away from our customers, from our users. So we are focusing on internal, internal processes, internal challenges, solving them and not selling our, solving our customers' problems. Luke Roblowski, one of the best UX experts in the world from Google, said it great when he said, as organizations grow, decision-making moves further from the end users. People start to do things for reason, reasons other than the customer, which creates a gap between what a product is and why it really exists. We have a really great example of that in our airline industry with what we call ancillary revenue or ancillary products. Even the word ancillary comes from internally. So what airlines wanted to do is generate additional ancillary revenue. The whole, let's say the whole niche, the whole part of our industry is still called ancillary revenue. And I see it on the airline side when in the booking funnel, they said to people, select ancillary product. Now, if you would ask your average customer, your average passenger that flies once or twice a year, what ancillary product is, I bet you that they won't know what ancillary products are. The best ancillary products, in my opinion, for airlines are the ones that address a, 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 your customer need or address your customer pain points in their journey. So this brings us to our lesson or learning number four, which is we need to put customer back in front of everything we do. When I was talking initially by doing smarter data-driven marketing, it's not only about analytics, only about the data, but also about agile user research and testing and learning through experimentation. This is also what we saw in our survey, where user research and user research activities were the ones that were the more neglected among the airlines. So airlines started to do a lot of on the digital analytics front. There is a lot of improvement in the maturity there, but user research, UX research, listening to your users and these, all these activities that are connected to that are still the ones that we do the least when it comes to digital optimization and experimentation. A lot of times I see digital and experimentation experts that think A-B testing and data and analytics are enough for experimentation and hold this process of agile learning. A-B tests are not the ones that will help you interpret your results. They're usually the validation. What you need to do is before your preparation, by understanding your users, doing agile user research, to understand the why and understand really what your customer pain points are. And data and uh, A-B tests are not enough. Here is Anna Potanina, a UX expert from Google, talking about this and why the best organizations, the leaders, really value the user research and the uh, qualitative research at the same level as data and quantity research. Also, when I'm saying this culture of uh, testing and experimentation, you know, the, the really successful companies that I saw, they don't do just data testing, so not just A-B tests. They also always do qualitative methods and this kind of the user research and user voice has the equal say along with the data. 
that I think that that's the second piece that is super super important because again it's usually UX design doing those things but the higher up you get in the corporate hierarchy right the closer you are to the sea level the more data stakeholders would require and because it's it's really easy to fall after uh, looking into just data um, I, I was again recently when I was doing the certification with Nielsen Norma Group, they were calling this, uh, you know, affection uh, for for quantitative and, and data, like data fetishism or corporate mm-hmm. co- cocaine. Because again, it's, it's, it's easy, right? It's the number and the, we're used to think that data doesn't lie. But then data only shows us what's going on, but why is is the qualitative part of things and you can only answer the why by watching people so the qualitative part should should have an equal say as well as a quantitative method the interesting term that anna used data fetishism and focusing on the data the higher in the hierarchy we go is basically the same principle that luke was talking about when he said that as organization grow decision-making moves further from the end users. So what happens is, the, more, the higher in the hierarchy, the more we look at data only, at reports, at KPIs, and with that, we use the empathy and the connection to our users. The higher executives, the higher decision-makers really don't know what the real customer pain points are, and when we make decisions about building new digital products and solutions, they are not always necessarily the ones that makes the most sense and the most value and add the most value to our customers, our passengers. Here is Anna from Google again, explaining how you can address this and how you can add qualitative data and reports and add exposure to your C-level stakeholders. Even using this qualitative data to report up to C-level stakeholders, right? You can tell really powerful stories, not only with the data, but also by building the empathy with the end user, by showing the quotes or maybe, you know, short videos. This is what we encourage companies to do after the user labs, really to take the videos of the users and to do like a short video of the most powerful, like aha moments, if we can call it, (laughs) and send them to the C-level and use them as a reporting, as a way to report as well. The important part to know about digital optimization, conversion optimization, experimentation, It's all about being user-centric, user-centricity. A lot of people mistake it for growth hacking, growth marketing, A-B testing, and just to win. It's actually about learning about your customers, their needs, and addressing their needs systematically through a continuous agile cycles of optimization. Now, what we need in this agile cycle of optimization is agile and fast user research. What I see with a lot of airlines is they do these customer interviews or customer service once or twice a year. And there are these big projects or user focus groups. Usually they are slow and take a lot of time to prepare and a lot of cost. What I think airlines need to do is more faster ongoing cycles of agile user research. Before I give you the last, fifth and the most important learning and lesson, let me sum up the previous four So the first one that we said, learning number one was that the airline industry will be much smaller 
and the teams, the digital teams will be smaller and there will be less resources, which will mean we'll need to reevaluate and rethink how we do uh, all of our digital processes and digital marketing. The second one was airlines cannot afford not to invest in digital anymore. But on the other hand, our investments in technology, in data, in digital needs to be smarter. Learning number three was airlines in the digital marketing will need to do more with less, which means that this data-driven approach, it's crucial because it's the only systematic way to allow you to increase your conversion rates that will decrease your customer acquisition cost. And on the long term, it will enable your innovation. Then learning number four was we need to focus on users, go back from our silo, process organization, project organization, and focus on the user and build digital products that will address your user pain points, your friction points. And we can only achieve that if we do an agile, fast cycles of user research. The question before the last lesson or the last learning, lesson number five is, how can we do all that? How can we do more with less? How we, can we do smarter data-driven marketing now with less resources, with smaller teams? Now you'll tell me, Istok, you're crazy. We cannot do that. We cannot do more with less. To answer that, my answer would be, and this is my lesson number five, you need to change how we work. You need to change the roles that we have, how we learn. We'll need more people with range. If you remember my story from the intro, Quanta CEO that said that they will have more digital workers than pilots and engineers. The airline industry was were going in the direction where also the digital part was getting very specialized. So we were having these big digital teams that were very specialized and worked in their silo environment. This digital specialization came on top of what we already had in the airline industry, which was a lot, a lot, a lot of specialized roles, like revenue management, system specialists, distribution specialist, ancillary specialist, digital marketing specialist, e-commerce specialist. So tons of specialization. What really opened my eyes and look at this differently was when I recently read a book by David Epstein called Range. This is why I said we will need more people with range. And he's talking about why generalists triumph in a specialized world. Basically, what he's saying is that specialized roles are good to solve simple problems in a, what David Epstein calls kind environments. Now, to solve more complex problems, what David Epstein calls wicked environments, we need people with much more broader skill set. We need people with range. And I think you can certainly agree with me that the current situation and the environment that airlines needs to operate in is a wicked environment. It's certainly, it's certainly not a kind environment. So to solve the complex problems that we are facing, we will need people with a broader skill set, with a bigger picture, not specialized people that really understand their specialized tasks. What do I mean by that in practice? For example, take an airline digital campaign, digital marketing campaign. We need to have a people who has end-to-end -end understanding of the user experience from the beginning till the end. From creating the ad, from creating the communication, to thinking about the landing pages that where people will land on, to having the exact same message on that landing page, to make it easier to find your product, to find your availability, to find your pricing, 
and then to continue this through the booking funnel. So booking funnel optimization, adding ancillary, ancillary pricing and products and till the end in the post booking through the flight and post flight. To take the most out of this, to do more with less, we will need people who understand analytics, who understand how to do agile user research, who understand how experimentation works and use this as a learning and ongoing process of optimization. So I think we'll need to embed these digital skills, UX skills, analytics skills, experimentation skills into our people who do our marketing, e-commerce, product development, even revenue management and pricing and auxiliary revenue. Instead of having a separate optimization department, separate analytics department and specialist, we will need to embed these skills into our people that do, uh, that do this task so that they have this range of skills to solve these complex problems. Here is Joel Goldberg, CDO of Wizzair, again, where he evaluated how they look at this similarly and why they don't throw people at problems, but instead trying to embed these digital learning skills into everybody in their organization. So when I say digital, when you say digital workforce, I, I actually see that we're evolving to as a company that everyone is sort of, you know, needs to be part of that digital workforce. So everyone needs to have a digital mindset and everyone needs to understand and, and, and be able to think creatively about how to leverage digital in their particular area of the world or the particular area of the business to become more efficient and, and at the end of the day, more cost effective. You know, I certainly don't think we'll have as many uh, uh, digital people as pilots um, at the rate we're growing, but um, but we do. You know, we have been growing pretty health healthily on the on the uh, on the digital side as well. Um, but I but I think the key is not just the growth in the number in software engineers and testers that we have, but it's actually embedding this within the various functions and the close collaboration with the organization to where digital actually becomes blurred in with the rest of the org. There's not a, a digital organization and the rest of the business is actually everyone is digital. I certainly agree with Joel and what I think when it comes, for example, to digital optimization, I think the role of the digital optimization teams needs to change. Historically, digital optimization usually was the department that corrected and pointed fingers, fingers to other people's problems. So through A-B testing, we found problems and what works and what not. I think the role needs to change. We need to embed it into the digital marketing, into e-commerce, into even revenue management. And instead of point fingers at problems, enable them to be better of their jobs. So teach them how to use, how to leverage experimentation, data, analytics, agile user research to learn and do our jobs better, smarter, and make more with less. If you want to learn how to do smarter digital marketing, about more about digital optimization, I encourage you again to download our 2020 Digital Optimization Yearbook. It's a huge reference with specific advices for each of the eight analyzed areas. And if you want to learn more about the change, about the change of the how we work and this transformation that I talked about, I encourage you to check the last section of the white paper, the executive summary, and see for yourself how we can make this change happen.
Thank you for listening. Me personally and here at Digging Trail will certainly keep working further to provide you more insights and help you do better, smarter digital marketing. This podcast is brought to you by digintravel.com. Dig In Travel is your number one resource when it comes to airline and travel digital marketing and e-commerce. Visit digintravel.com to find the latest digital trends and white papers with in-depth airline digital benchmarks.